Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Zero doinks! Coming up on this week's Zero Doinks, it's draft week, baby. Strap up. Things are going to be red hot for Ryan Pace and the Bears. The Zero Doinks boys are putting together a mock draft contest, and you are going to want to win all of the treasure. What else are we going to talk about? Well, we'll tell you who we want the Bears to pick, and we will take a deep dive into Ryan Pace's draft history. Hams and bread returns on for 2020. Things will be amazing there, I'm sure, and we'll talk about much, much more. Roger Goodell gives zero Fs, neither do zero dogs. Zero dogs! Smoke weed every day. This is the zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Episode five, season two. Oh god, dang it, Dan doinks. It is draft week. We've been waiting for this since the end of the year, since the Bears whooped on the Vikings in week 17 for a very fruitful victory. Dan Doinks, how in the hell are you doing tonight, bud? I am fucking great. Happy 420 to you, William Hoinks. Yeah. Happy 420 to you. Happy 420, Davey No Behavy. Oh, you're a drug dealer. Whoops, I shouldn't have said that. That was was wrong. I'm doing pretty good, Bill. This is is a good outlet. I'm, you know, we're all sick of being at home, right? This yes, we like halfway there. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, but hopefully. we're we're getting there. This is good. The NFL is providing uh, a good distraction outside of the Bulls documentary, Last Dance. Oh yeah, we'll get yeah, to that we'll later. Get, okay. Oh, okay, I can't wait. I can't All right. wait. Uh, but no, I'm building guts. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, sounds messy. Uh, no, but I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Bill. Um. So we have a lot to talk about tonight, but first, let's just drop maybe the news of the past few days. Trey Burton released out of nowhere. Were you surprised? I was surprised. I was surprised. I didn't see that coming at all. I I guess after the fact, it makes sense. Well, what's the official ruling? He's not actually cut until June? Until June 1st, because that uh, maximizes the cap space they can save. So who does that... I mean, there's no chance they'll go back on that, right? Like after no the draft. I, yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised, but I mean, he's been pretty disappointing since he got hurt before the playoff game, and something, something's off. You know, something's off with that dude. Anyway, I guess it'll be a little less stressful with uh, questionable Trey Burton and doubtful uh, <laughs> Jimmy Graham. So. Uh, I don't. I guess I'm hopeful because I hope that signals they're taking a tight end pretty high in the draft. I mean, we we need more. I think we're down to 11 at this point. So, uh, yeah, Trey Burton, see you, buddy. See you later. Thanks for knowing you. Kind of. You had a great game against Tampa. 
the rest of your first year was eh. And then, yeah, you basically let yeah. us all down prior to the playoffs. So not going to miss you that much. I expected more fuck you. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't mean Shaheen's sticking around, does it? It I can't hope so. be. Just, just for the jokes. Oh, God. I can't do another season of that fucker. Doing a terrible job of social distancing. I don't know if you saw that on Instagram. He's 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 just with a out with a bunch of bros riding what I believe are dune buggies. I don't know. I let him know on our behalf, Bill, that uh he's doing a very poor job of social distancing and flattening the curve. You think for a guy who likes being flat on the ground all the time that he could flatten the fucking curve himself. Yeah, he's basically at the bottom of that x-axis or is that the y-axis i don't remember i sucked at geometry is that geometry yep maybe yep you got it sure all right you nailed it fuck math uh tonight on zero doinks because it is night it is 420 2020 it's gonna be red hot we are going to release information about our zero doinks mock draft the rules and regs we are still accepting all of your entries we will tell you how you can win and what that prize is going to be it is draft week, as we mentioned. Of course, we all know this. If you're listening, you are a Bears fan. Things are going to be amazing. We're going to talk about our predictions for the Bears. We're going to dive deep into Ryan Pace's draft history. And Hams and Bread makes a delightful return, I am sure. Dan Doinks, how do you feel about that lineup for tonight? Love it. See you next segment, listeners. Love you. Suck my balls, Trey Burton. Welcome back. Zero Doinks, episode 420. I'm rolling with that. Uh, okay, we have a mock draft contest coming up. Oh, baby send us your mocks throw your mocks all over our smocks if you will we got a bunch of rules and regulations this is very serious shit bill you have all the notes how is this fucking gonna work well first of all shout out to everybody that has slipped and slid into our wet dms your mocks have made me randy and dan hasn't worn a pair of pants since shelter in place so true you do the math there all right so um what are the rules and what would you guys win if in fact one of you has an incredible mock well let's talk about this so the bears currently have seven picks if that changes that they move up or down the draft whatever due to trades we don't care we can't account for that so if that happens who gives a shit i don't care doesn't factor into the mock draft contest okay rules for each player that is correctly chosen uh, irregardless of round you get 10 points if you pick a player that is drafted by ryan pace and the same round you the predicted round that you predict you get a bonus five points that seems light we're gonna roll with it if you get the bears first pick right of the night bonus five points if you get the last bears pick of the night right bonus 10 points so also if you predict either an Illini or a gopher selection and they get picked by the bears 20 point bonus row the boat do it so 
if, if, the way to guarantee you any points is what I just said, plus for each of the same positions that you pick, that the Bears actually pick, you get 10 points. So if like five of the seven guys you pick are the same position of the Bears picks, you would get 10 points, for example. Okay, now the moment you've all been waiting for, what prize do you get? Dan, what do you think? Do you do you think they deserve any prize for this? I would, uh, let me guess, um, a Volkswagen Beetle. Um, we thought about it, and we looked at our budget, and here's what we came up with. This is, and, and thank you, Hams, for contributing to this. Yes, thank you, Hams. Dan and I, for the winner of the Zero Doinks Mock Draft Contest, the winner gets an empty box of Hams that is autographed by both Dan and Bill Doinks. Wow, what a treat. What a treat. So that's the good news. The bad news is you would have to share your address with us, and um, Dan might show up completely nude someday. With a touch of COVID, maybe. Hopefully not. Knock on wood, that doesn't happen. That is a great contest, uh, a great prize. I mean, fuck. It's Tom Notch. <laughs> So just to give you a quick example, fan of the show for this particular episode, Tom Papalardo. You can find him at Tom underscore Papalardo. You figure out the spelling on Twitter and his hot website, which is bearondownchicago.com. So he sent us an incredible mock. So don't steal Tom's. These are Tom's picks. He thinks the Bears will trade down and whatnot, what have you. We don't factor that in, like I said. But he thinks they are going to draft Jalen Johnson, cornerback, then Matt Pert, a right tackle slash left tackle, then Prince Tega Wananugu, also a left tackle, Devin DeVornay, a wideout, Kashan Vaughn, running back who was a former Illini. He graduated a Vanderbilt, what's their nickname? Commodore, right? And yep. then uh, Parnell Watley, cornerback. So that was Tom's. I highly recommend you go to Bears, bearondownchicago.com and read his analysis of what the Bears are going to do. But that's that's all you have to do. Shoot us an email, zerodoinks at gmail.com. Slip into our DMs, whatever. You're in. You're in. You can win a box of hams. Empty. Signed. You know, I saw, uh, I looked at a couple of the mocks. They're all beautiful so far. Thank you guys who've submitted uh, there was, uh, I think, one or two that had uh, a, a gopher linebacker at the back end of the draft, and I don't think Bill will allow this, but if I could, I'd give you an extra point. Just one. Just we'll for see. doing that. Yeah. Okay, we'll think about it. Yeah, Dan could be a tiebreaker. He uh, He's basically a heartbreaker every day of his life. He is handsome. <laughs> Thank what? you so much, I guess. Uh, so anyway, slide in our DMs, participate. It's going to be great. You want to win the prize. We have yet to hear from Rick Fieldsman about his mock, but hopefully oh, yeah. he will participate. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Best of luck, everyone. See you next segment. We're going to talk Bears draft. See ya. Get it, get it all over my smock. Zero doinks. It is draft week. It is a moment we have been waiting for since late December, early January, whenever. I don't know. I don't even know what a calendar is. It doesn't matter. But it is draft week. I know that. I know Roger Goodell was not going to delay this. He said, you know, 
fuck you, Las Vegas. Sorry, you lost out. Everybody is going to go on Skype and make their picks. It's going to be weird. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. Okay, draft is this Thursday. That is round one. Then Friday is round two and three. Then Saturday is rounds four through seven. The Bears own seven picks. They have two seconds, one-fifth, two-sixths, and two sevenths i also just completely stumbled over those words thank you dave you know behaving oh my god what is going on right now okay so just to review quickly the bears do not have a first round pick because of the khalil Mack trade they have a bonus second round also because of the khalil Mack trade they got one back from the raiders they do not have a third because they traded up for monty pylon as we call him david montgomery we've never called him that on the show uh they have no fourth because that was also part of the khalil Mack trade they flipped their comp fourth for Nick Foles. They got a six for Jordan Howard from the Eagles. Thank you. And they got a bonus seventh because of Khalil Mack. So they they have a weird mix of all of the picks. Um, Dan, how do you feel about the fact that the Bears even have seven picks? That's above average for the Bears, actually. Yeah, that's a lot of picks. They're, it's not good. I mean, those aren't – if you were just t- listening to any team that had those picks, you're not you don't feel great about it. I mean, obviously – I'd rather have Mac. I mean, I, I feel like I see it on Twitter. People are like, oh, would you trade Mac for a first-round pick? Get the fuck out of here. No way. That dude is awesome. That dude is awesome. That defense is going to be sweet. That was worth it. I mean, last season was a shit show, but uh, us not beating the Raiders, too, hurt our draft pick uh, as well in the second. But uh, I, whatever. It is what it is. I, I don't think I've read a ton about how they're going to trade uh you know, trade back. I don't love that initially. I'd say two second round picks is still pretty sweet, but what have you seen for how they're going to handle trades based off these mocks? Yeah. Most things that most mocks I have seen have the bears trading one of the second rounders back to get a little more involved in the third, fourth, fifth rounds. Like they'd collect um, a combination between those three. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends how everything falls. Um, that was a, a completely vague statement. So, you know, <laughs> you're welcome for being David Haw for a minute. I've seen the Bears also in a lot of mocks that they've been drafting um, or projected to draft offensive tackle, maybe solve one or both of those potential issues. A lot of DB picks, both cornerback and safety. Um, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks and tight ends picked in most of them. and But most of the time it's, it's later. So um, that kind of leads me into – a thought that I don't know if you have seen, um, but our boys Cole Komet, tight end from Notre Dame, and quarterback Jalen Hurts, in pretty much every mock I have seen, they've completely fallen, which makes me very excited and curious and yeah. all the above. See, this is exactly what I was worried about with Foles signing and us, or I guess us trading for Foles and us signing Jimmy Graham, is that the idea is, okay, now we're set at those positions fucking stop it we have the worst tight end room in football in my opinion statistically we were like bottom three last year Jimmy Graham stinks so why do we think we're better at tight end no that is a position that (laughs) is anyone sick of me bitching about the tight ends it's literally every episode I'm getting sick of talking about it you brought it up in episode one and if we have anybody that has listened since season one episode one, god bless you we love you and Dan Dan identified it I I undershot it. I thought, well, Trey Burton's going to be healthy in year yeah. two. He's fine. But, yeah, that room sucks right now. There's no getting around it. It sucks, and I'm sick of talking about it. 
And our quarterbacks, it's a very temporary thing, so why don't we try to get better at that position? I mean, the second round, the first and second round, in my opinion, is to get awesome skilled players. Um, I mean, I've seen it too, like, tack, you know, getting an offensive tackle, getting a fucking defensive back, boring. Our defense is awesome. Stop it. Our offense needs fucking help. Just fucking stop it. We need quarterback help. What's the worst that could happen? Jalen Hurts is awesome, and then we have to play him, and then we have to trade one of the other guys? Oh, no, that'd be terrible for future draft picks. Wow, just did your job for you, Ryan Pace. Grow up. It's amazing. Okay, amazing. I know. I know. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. So that so that leads into our next part of the segment, I would say. So um, I'm going to – I'll rattle off my draft that I think would most likely happen – um, Dan will talk about what he would want to happen. So can, can I make, I'm can sorry, I make a, yeah. can I make a suggestion? Can we go, can we trade off picks? Yeah. Do you, good call. You, good call. You, we each do, you do the first pick, then I'll do mine. Perfect. And we'll trade so, off that way. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. And so we are both assuming no, uh, trades back and all that stuff because that's right. too complicated. We are stupid. We're just going to go with the picks that are currently existing for Ryan Pace and the bears front office. All right. So, Bears' first pick, if everything stays the same, will be round two, pick number 43 overall. The way that I see it going down is the Bears are going to draft one of those boring defensive backs. The question would be, is it going to be corner? Is it going to be safety to play next to Eddie Jackson? I think it's going to be a safety, and I think it's going to be Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota. Oh, hold on. Let me change my shorts. I I was – Somewhat upset when you let into that, and then now I'm back. That I would love that. That dude's he's awesome. He yeah. is he's legit. He's one of those guys who's just always around the ball. Like he always he's awesome. I would love that. Yeah, <laughs> just it'd be purely a gopher pick. I think most he's Bears legit, fans would. Though. He's yeah. legit. I think most Bears fans would hate it though. I think we'd be alone on that. And I think it's. Because of the the it's a it's a safety that's too early for a safety sort of thing, I think or because so. his well, dad was a Viking. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a lot of those those meathead meathead Bears fans that are gonna be ah we can't draft him. His dad was a fucking Viking. Yeah you, yeah, well a lot of that shit. All right, uh, I'll jump to my pick. This is not a shocker. I'm I'm picking Jalen Hurts. Yes. The guy the guy's he's just a winner. Like don't overthink it. He's a winner. We need him at some point. I think Pace would probably get shit for it uh, you know i don't the bears fans would probably bitch about it but he's a winner don't overthink it you're you've overthought everything pace like and it would just show some balls for him to be like yeah let's just load up that room with you know as much talent as we can so jalen hurts winner yeah that would be great so i alluded earlier to the fact that it seemed like a lot of mocks had jalen hurts falling they have him on average, this is according to some article on, on The Athletic that did the work for me, on average, the number f- uh, 74 overall pick potentially wow. in the draft. So if that is going to happen, I mean, that to me would totally justify a, a trade of one of the two second-round picks, trade down, and maybe you can still get Hurts later and pick up another pick. Ballsy, because you feel like one yeah. team is going to fall in love with Jalen Hurts at some point, I right? think so. Uh, yeah. The guy and like these guys are literally doing nothing right now. They're doing Zoom meetings with, 
GMs? Why, how could they be moving at all? <laughs> That's what I don't understand is how these guys could be these those two guys, you know, commit and and it's just all bullshit at this point. And I'm looking at a perspective of what the Bears need and w- what they were, I guess, to a certain extent at, in in actual game action as opposed to like let's just talk ourselves to death and you can talk yourself in and out of anything. So and especially now, shit, what else are we going to do? These guys doing these mock drafts, I feel like yeah. it could change drastically daily. But, um, yeah, Hurts, don't overthink it, Pace. Don't overthink it. That'd be amazing. Who do you have for the Bears' second second rounder, which is the number 50 pick overall? Who would you want the Bears to pick? I have a feeling I know who this might be. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's going to be uh, Cole Komet. It's going to be the Notre Dame tight end. Uh, I would, you know, I guess he's. I look. I'll self-admittedly, I'm not a fucking college football scout, so I'm reading a lot. I'm reading as much as I can of what these the scouts are saying, and it seems like he might be a a mediocre run blocker, which is kind of concerning because Jimmy Graham might be the worst run blocker in the league at at the tight end position, but. Uh, I, I like it. I mean, that once again, I mean, we need to have at least 12 tight ends in that room to start the season. Uh, but he might actually be a real one. So, uh, anything to get Shaheen out of the mix is too. I mean, is there a way we could cut him on Friday, Friday night, like immediately after they draft commit? I'd love that. That would be amazing. But you know, he may show up at Hellas Hall with one of those rifles he's been brandishing on Instagram. <laughs> oh, whoops. What is, so <laughs> what, what do you where do you think they're going to go? What do you say? So, this is not what I would want, but I see the Bears at uh round 2 pick 50 overall, the Bears second pick of the draft, offensive tackle Ezra Cleveland from Boise State. Ooh. It would be Ooh. so unbelievably boring, but uh, yeah, he, he seems slotted for somewhere in the in the middle of the second, and they do need a tackle at some point. So, I'm thinking their second pick. Well, like, what? How would Pace not get shit? I'm going jumping back to the first pick at 43 for taking a defensive player. He will get fucking crushed for that, won't he? I mean, I think at least a tackle he would at least address the biggest weakness on that team. I think if Pace wants to save face, he can't. He can't take a fucking defensive player, right? Am I yeah. am I wrong? I no, mean, no, no, not necessarily. The only question would be, you know, is he? And we and we'll never know the answer to this. Is he the the best available player kind of guy? Where it's like, well, all right, I, I've got the best available player might be Antoine Winfield. I do have an empty spot at yeah. safety next to Eddie Jackson. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to talk myself into Antoine Winfield. Yeah, no, you don't have to talk me into it. I love it, but I I'm thinking back. I'm like I'm trying to think ahead if when he they pick 40 the 43rd pick. I can't speak. The 420, the 43rd pick. <laughs> and he takes a defensive player. Yeah, that's great, but our offense stinks. Like he's going to get fucking crushed. I mean, I don't know that he listens to any of the bullshit, but I mean, I'm picturing Joe Ostrowski just constantly retweeting the picture of Pace peeking his head out the door after that. Like, I don't need to see that. That's exhausting already. Just come on. Stop it. All right. I'm, I, I went off the rails. No, that's there. Okay. I apologize. That's okay. that's yeah, all right. Okay. Hit us. All right. I, I the tackle position is 
is necessary as well. So I, yeah. I could see that. I could it needs see to that. be addressed at some point, and you could easily justify one of the first two picks as a tackle. I, I'm not going to love it because no matter if that happens, I'm not going to know who the hell that guy is. I am definitely right. not scouting college offensive <laughs> linemen. That is not what I do. That would interrupt yeah. from my 420 time. <laughs> All right, so who do you have for the Bears' next pick, number so, 163? Yeah, 163, round five. So – if, in fact, the Bears do not trade down, this is going to be an incredibly boring draft for a while for us oh, Bears fans. It but is. Yeah. But, um, so here's my pick. Another another riveting one. He's a guard. His name is Solomon Kindley, and he's from oh. Georgia. So it makes a ton of sense. Interior S- lineman. We need to draft one at some point, I'm sure. And he's, he's a Georgia Bulldog. Yeah. Pace can't even help himself with the Georgia guys. That's, a, that's actually a really good call. Um, I have you? a guy. I have a guy who I scouted uh, quite extensively. Um, he's an offensive tackle from South Carolina State. His name is Alex Taylor. I'm sure you know him. He's six nine, three hundred eight pounds. Uh, he sounds like he's pretty mobile, but uh, one of the knocks on him was he's missing a mean streak. But I guess that's what uh, Adam Shaheen and his guns are for. but um, So I think he could teach him that while he's in the, uh, the Bears locker room. But Alex Taylor, offensive tackle, just the draft uh, simulator told me that was the best option at that point at tackle. And 6'9", 308, sounds like a big boy. So. That is a big and, boy. And he can move. It's, it, it, yeah. And it sounds like he, he has some quickness and he can move, and I I like that. The mean streak thing I is like – what do you, like how do you gauge that it, right. it always makes me laugh it's like did he not get enough like um unnecessary roughness penalties and then if he did they'd be like oh the guy's an asshole he's a liability so it's like where are you getting that from here's so. what it usually means to me it usually means that off the field they play piano or they write poetry <laughs> uh, you you fucking nailed it that's exactly right oh he reads too many books he's too nice yeah Shut up. Shut up, Mel Kuyper Jr. That's right. That's right. All right, who do you have the Bears drafting in with their fourth pick in the draft? Round six, pick number 196. Okay. 196. Okay, this is when I thought that they would jump into the uh, defensive side and they get a safety. Antoine Brooks Jr. from Maryland. Uh, are you familiar with him? Big Ten guy. No, but sounds like he's maybe not uh, the best in coverage downfield, but we got Eddie Jackson for that. Right. So, right. I mean, Eddie does it all. So he's awesome. But it sounds like this guy just hits the fuck out of people and he's super physical. So when I was reading his bio, I was like, count me in. This dude sounds like a badass. And he's and, and honestly, fitting in anyone into safety on that defense, does it really matter? I mean. Quarterbacks that have no time to throw anyway, so um, you could put um, well, you could put Adam Shaheen in that safety position and it'd probably be all right. Pow pow! Um, my <laughs> pick for that same spot, one ninety six, round six, is cornerback. I'm going back to defense, also secondary. Interesting that we both did that. Yep. But my pick is Lavert Hill from Michigan. He sounds oh. vaguely familiar. I think he's. 
He's he's yeah. a very physical corner. He's tall-ish. If somebody's a, a Michigan Wolverine grad, they're both they're screaming at their phone right now, saying, "No, he is five six and he's real soft." So I'm pretty sure that's what I read. I don't know. Makes sense, uh, I guess. I, that makes sense. I I feel like corner is a position we're trying to with the print spot is something where they've like filled in with these pieces these random cheap pieces but they're going to try to make it work there that feels like one it's like why i don't know do you think they're gonna they're in a spring for uh i mean that's not even a high draft pick i don't know fuck it just draft a corner yeah i guess if it's around i just i just i just (laughs) talked myself out of it never mind (laughs) nice i love it yeah if it was like yeah if it were second round unless it's a guy that is like a should have been a surefire round one pick, but he just got busted for some weed on four twenty yeah. day. Then, whoops. uh, whoopsies, whoopsies. All right, so my next pick, the Bears' fifth pick of the draft, would be also the sixth round, pick two hundred, linebacker. Again, I'm going defense again. Shocking. Yep. Shaquille Quarterman from Miami. Ooh. Great O'Neal. name. Yeah. Where was he from? He's from the U of Miami. He's a hurricane. Oh. He, I would imagine, wore that turnover chain a time or two. Yep. yep, yep to be honest, it. I don't know if he's inside or outside. I should have should have looked matter. that up. Not a big linebacker research guy, uh, and eh, I liked his name. That's why. That's why I have him doing it. They could they uh, need another linebacker at some point. Well, like I said, it doesn't really matter. Just plug in anyone on that defense. I mean, Adam Shaheen, I have playing safety, so. Uh, really doesn't matter if he's inside or outside. We'll make it work. But I like that pick. I don't know that guy, but he sounds great. The turnover chain. It, the turnover yeah. chain is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that. It's cocky as hell. And I've I did they do it last? I feel like they got rid of it. They might have. They were horrible last year. They. Uh, okay. I love that the the White Sox stole that idea and had a home run chain with the old nineteen oh. eighties Batman, if you will, yeah. uh, logo. I loved it. I loved it. Okay. And I know you're yeah. you're sick to your stomach because you know you're a huge Marlins fan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, where are we at? No, a two hundred, right? Two hundred. Uh, okay. I have uh, – I'm jumping back to the offensive side here, and I feel like this is a need that we're sort of uh, lacking. We're, we're sort of not talking about as well as the wide receiver position. Uh, I mean, if Ridley Ridley ever pans out, that would be great. Uh, but I feel like that we, we need some – we need to stock up some guys there. So I have wide receiver from Boise State, uh, John Hightower. I'll be honest with you, anytime I see the last name Hightower – I'm in. He just sounds like a cool fucking dude. Um, reading his uh, his scouting report, he sounds like a big play guy. It sounds like he's got a lot of speed, uh, but he might be a bit fumbly. That could be frustrating, but if you're quick and you get behind the secondary, who gives a shit about fumbling? You're, nobody's catching you anyway. So John Hightower, pick number 200. Come on down virtually. I love it. I love it. That that guy. I want that guy. Get. He must have looked so fast on the Smurf turf there. In oh, Idaho. on that blue turf. Hold on a second. I got a, a quick hams break here. Oh, hams popping, absolutely popping. Uh, that's good. I neglected. Spoiler alert: to have the Bears with a wideout, but I think that is wise. They do need. Yeah. They got to pick up somebody. Um. All right. So. We're in round seven. The Bears, as of today, 
have two seven, seventh round picks. I still can't say it. Davey, no behavior. <laughs> it one's on you. <laughs> All right. So for the first pick, pick 226, I finally yep. have Chicago going with a quarterback. And um, this guy, if you look at a picture of him, you'd be on board. Quarterback Cole McDonald from Hawaii. Okay. Yep. Is he handsome? I don't Google well, him. Why would just, I be? Just Google him. I think he is, he is an incredible head of hair incredible okay. he um he so he played for nick rolovich who was a quarterback for my ryan fire when i worked there and that is an air raid attack nick rolovich was recently hired by washington state to take over for uh whatever the fuck his name is mike leach right is that accurate yes who went to an sec school olmus i think that might be right and who are we talking about oh sorry Cole who mcdonald we, uh, <laughs> i know Cole. oh he does have great hair yep Dreads? It's not the guy. It's not the guy who broke his leg in a billion pieces. That was like two years ago, right? Uh uh-uh. I don't know. I did not do you remember a deep that. Dive on Cole McDonald. No. No. Yeah, he has a great head of hair. I'm with you. That was, um, that was uh, Willis McGinnis. Willie McGinnis. That's who. I'm seeing. Okay, so he's got a just through the pictures. He's got a real weird throwing motion. I don't love it. Looks a little Philip Riversy. Just in pictures, so I'm sure that really pans out. But uh, it's a throw. I mean, all right, if they're taking a quarterback, yeah. But but why are you taking a quarterback in the seventh round? I mean, you think it's going to be Tom Brady? I mean, what? That's a throwaway pick. What? Why? You know, know. I'm doing I'm I'm, doing it because I've gotten a lot of pressure. I'm I'm Ryan Pace. Ton of pressure to draft a quarterback each year. And it's only happened, what, once? I think Brady just drafted Mitch. That was it. So um, so that's why I'm doing it. I'm doing it to throw some red meat at Bears Nation. Okay. Yeah, see, that's never going to pan out. Like, I don't know. I'm with you. Uh, You're drafting as pace. Uh, See, mine has a lot more thought into it. Uh, We're at number 226, correct? Mm -hmm. So I thought this one through quite a bit. I'm taking... Interior offensive lineman Yassir Durant from Missouri, um, and I'm obviously taking him because it's Kevin Durant's brother. Nice, nice. Does he have a lot of uh, a troll Twitter accounts that he responds on? Yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about him. He sounds like a big guy who can move, and he's Kevin Durant's brother. So I'm taking Yassir Durant from Missouri. Okay, how about for your last pick? of the Bears 2020 draft pick 233 in the seventh round. Who you got? Okay. Another position, uh, offensive. So let's see. I'm taking another offensive player. So in my draft, I've taken one defensive player, and the rest is all offense because I don't know if anyone actually watched Bears football last year. That's We just need to throw bodies at that shit, shit hill. Shit hill? Adam shit hill. Uh, <laughs> I just nice. try to get Shaheen in. That was yeah. fucking terrible. Uh, okay, so I have a uh, Bears taking a running back with their last pick, James Robinson from Illinois State University. I guess he's a power runner and a great uh, blocker. So I think that'd be a solid backup to Montgomery. And uh, if we're still calling uh, Cohen a running back, but I think that'd be a good change of pace there, Ryan I like Pace. It. Uh, yes. And dipping into into Bloomington's magical waters, I think, is oh, always oh, a good move. Oh, 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 oh. Well, it's a normal, technically, but thanks for playing. <laughs> That's fine. 
I feel like most of uh, University of Illinois is in Urbana, technically, but not the not the classrooms for the most part. So, yep, same yep. difference. Anywho, same. my last pick for the Chicago Bears, pick two thirty three in the seventh round. Yeah, they need a tight end. I think the pace <laughs> says Cole Komet, not good enough because I'm going to take tight end Jacob Breland from Oregon. I know nothing about him. I'll be honest with you. Okay, okay. Um, too many uniforms at Oregon. Oregon's, yeah, they're good. They throw the ball a lot. Do they throw yeah. it to a tight end, though? Eh. Probably, but eh. Maybe he got a okay. great review from Mark Helfrich before he got fired. <laughs> was he the snuff film guy? Helfrich? No, was... that was Harry. Very Harry oh, Heastead. Heastead, yeah. Yeah, I thought Harry was the shaving guy, but that was Vic Fangio. I'm getting them all mixed up here. Yeah, I That's apologize. Fine. A lot of hair uh, jokes. What What was the tight end's name again? Uh, his name is Jacob Breland. He sounds Breland. like he's from Oregon also. Yeah, why isn't he? Yeah, you need to go by Jake. You can't mm. be a you can't be an adult going by Jacob. And I picture a Jacob that's like a 4-year-old in my daughter's preschool that's a little shit shit in his pants. You're Jake now. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. You're Jake. You're now Jake Breland. You're in this giant tight end room of 12 others and oh. good luck. You got to beat out yeah. JP Holtz. <laughs> All right, so how do we feel about some of the prospective top 10 picks, Dan? So Bengals number one, Joe Burrow, that seems guaranteed, yep. right, from like LSU it. quarterback? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Same with Redskins. Uh, sorry, I said the name. That is horrible. Washington, Chase Young, defensive lineman from Ohio State. That seems pretty he's likely awesome. also. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah mm-hmm. yep. he's great. Number he's gonna be, but he's gonna be terrible. He's gonna be terrible. Burrow and Young, too terrible. They're gonna be awful because those teams, <laughs> those organizations are shit. And I, they are. Fe- I I don't feel bad for them, but yeah, they're gonna want out of there pretty quick. Yeah, well, come to Chicago. Yeah. We will welcome you. Uh, yeah. Number three is where things I think are gonna get interesting. It's the Lions. This is oft rumored to be traded back. Um, a lot of the mocks I saw today was this guy in the number three position for whatever team it might be. Could be Detroit still. Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. And my only guess is why he's that high. All the touchdown passes to Jacob Breland, tight end. <laughs> uh, Justin Herbert uh, stinks, right? Yeah. I don't think he's very yeah. good. Like, I, I think he's seen a guaranteed him. bust. I really Yeah, do. I don't – like nothing about him gets me – I. If I were picking third and I had to take a quarterback as the Bears, I would still take Jalen Hurts over fucking Justin Herbert. That guy stinks, and he looks soft as hell. You know what he doesn't have? He doesn't have a mean streak. No. He tickles the ivories with his tiny, tiny Johnson. Number four, Giants. This is also where things could get weird. They may trade back. They may not. Um, A lot of people have your favorite university represented here, Iowa. Offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs. That's a made-up name, right? Is it? I mean, that's a real Iowa name. Hi, my name's Wirfs. Where are my Wirf buddies? Here, where's my Where's my Wirf gun? Yeah, no, that could not be more boring. Could you imagine me in the Giants and taking 
an, a tackle from Iowa, number Ugh. four. Oh, oh, just kill yourself. Exactly. That. So it's probably going to happen then, right? So the number yep. five uh, spot will be interesting. Also, I keep saying the word interesting. Uh, this is the Dolphins. They need a quarterback, but do they like Tua or are they scared by his 9,000 injuries? So the five and six spot um to be determined a lot of mocks i saw was them skipping to a and drafting jeff okuda cornerback ohio state is supposed to be unbelievable he's awesome yeah i would take that okuda i saw okuda go into the lions even at the third spot right like if they don't i guess if they don't trade out will they take him is that the move I, I think I would, wouldn't you? I don't know that I yeah. want to bank on Justin Herbert as my quarterback behind Stafford. I don't know. No, I'm an you idiot, wouldn't though. draft a – no, no, no. I don't think you would – at the, uh, drafting third, you wouldn't draft a quarterback who's not going to start immediately, right? I wouldn't uh, think so. Yeah. Yeah. But I, Stafford, Yeah, I mean, I would like – I would love for them to take Justin Herbert because that would be the best thing for the Bears – but uh, yeah, I think they would take a coup on that. That dude kind of scares me. He's he's legit. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Uh, number six, Chargers. So if Tua continues to fall, this is another potential landing spot, right? Um, and if he does not get drafted at six, how far would he fall? Would you? Okay, let's say you know. Obviously, we're Bears fans. Let's say we had a top ten pick this year and we were looking for a quarterback. Would you feel comfortable with Tua with his hip and? a lot of foot injuries and ankle injuries. Um yeah, I would take Tua. I think he's I think he's unbelievable. It was a freak accident. You know, yeah, I was thinking about this recently. There's like no lefty quarterbacks in the league at all, right? I think there ha- I feel like there hasn't been in a huh. while. My so favorite. like I feel like ju- it's this sounds real dumb. Just that dynamic of having a lefty quarterback is going to throw teams off in the NFL. <laughs> like, uh, and I, I don't know. I'm a sucker for lefty pitchers and lefty quarterbacks, but I think Tua is awesome, and I think that I I actually think the Dolphins shouldn't. They they need to. They should take him. There's no reason not to. If you're Miami, I mean, you're going to suck again. Why not suck and let him ride the bench if he has to or let him play? I don't know. I, I would take Tua for sure okay. over yeah. ju- over Justin fucking Herbert. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, yeah. isn't Tua supposed to be better, right? I mean, he's, he's not guaranteed to sit out. Oh, God bless you. God bless you, Bill. That's going to be weird because he can't actually hear you sneeze at all. That was Squad awesome. Cast. Yeah, felt good. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, of course. If I if I was top ten, I would consider to uh, I don't that hip injury. You're right. Seem freak. It seems like everything. As far as we know, he's fine. But that does. We're in such a weird world. I don't think any of these teams could get him like on their campus, so to speak, and and feel right. around his hip. So I so <laughs> I so <laughs> so I understand why people are nervous. God, I am. I'm not talking that great right now. Uh, <laughs> you're doing great, you Bill. You're doing great. Uh, I think, but if you're a if you're a uh, GM in the top ten, you have to. I think if you take Tua, you just bought yourself like two more years in your job because if he pans out, you look like a fucking rock star. If he ends up being hurt, then you could just be like, well, we we didn't know. Like he was, 
he was awesome in school and he got a freak injury and we were told he was good but we couldn't actually see him because we we were you know quarantined so i feel like if you're a gm looking to save your job in the top 10 you just fucking do it that's a great call i did not think of that angle that is why you are on an award-winning podcast dan doinks <laughs> all right so who cares about picks seven through ten most of them are like teams like the jags and the browns so yeah nobody fuck cares them. who cares so a lot of the, a lot of the projections i saw had as many as six wide receivers picked in round one that's a lot obviously yeah. uh I really know. I just wrote that down. I don't know why. Um, and also, it's a matter of how many quarterbacks are going to be selected in round one. So we talked about Justin Herbert. We both agree that he's going to suck. Joe Burrow is going to be amazing, but not for the Bengals. Eventually, he'll end up on another team. And then Tua, yes, he'll be, he will also be. So Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm. These are the next guys down the list. Uh, do you know anything about anybody besides Jalen Hurts on that list? I think, yeah, I've seen Eason play. I think he stinks. Fromm, I think, also stinks. Fromm's like a guy they thought was going to be a number one pick like when he went to Georgia. Uh, Ryan Pace probably just, just creaming his pants, just thinking about getting Fromm. That actually scares me that, that we might get draft him. Uh, Jordan Love, I have to admit, is a guy I don't I don't know anything about. Do you? No, it's it's. I'm sure it's because he went to Utah State. So he's kind of that that trendy guy right now. People think he could jump into round one. I saw him actually in early mocks like a month ago, being top half of the first round, and then yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So who knows? So all it takes is one team to fall in love with you, right? Who cares about the yeah, thirty one? Right. But but who cares? Right. All, all I care about is Cole <laughs> McDonald from Hawaii just leading us to glory yeah, that's in the your boy. 2021 playoffs. Hey, look, if it's down between Cole McDonald and Nate Stanley, if we take Nate Stanley, just just have Tim co- drive to Chicago and kick me right in the balls because that would be a fucking horrible pick. That guy stinks. Yeah, fucking And Iowa. I don't know how Iowa quarterbacks keep hanging in there. They're like lifetime backup quarterbacks. None of them are good, no, but they're no. they just must be great great at interviewing. I don't I don't understand it. And Nate Stanley will probably be on a he'll probably win like three Super Bowls with like as a third string quarterback with the fucking Patriots, and it will make no sense. But fuck Iowa, God damn it, Tim. I know. That is I hope you're I hope you're doing well, Tim. Tim, I haven't heard from you in a while. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> I I hope you are too, Tim. You're you're a great guy. Hopefully you're putting multiple corn cobs to your genitalia right now and just pleasuring <laughs> your own person on 42020. Let's talk tight ends real quick. <laughs> Cole Komet, the consensus top tight end in the game. Uh, low round two grade. Hopefully the Bears get him. We've been talking about that for weeks. Yep. Uh, the rest of these guys, are they've got great names. Adam Troutman is number yeah. two. He's from he's Dayton. An a- he, yeah, Dayton he's an a- football? Yeah, he's an absolute pass for me just because he went to Dayton. I have, I, I mean, the fact that it's Adam, not Shaheen, but Troutman, yeah. Yeah. and Dayton, who one double A. I think they're one double A school. Uh, no offense. I mean, I, it's Illinois State. So, yeah, that's a pass for me. Go ahead. I apologize. No, no, there's nothing to apologize there for. I love the name Troutman though. Like, 
I'm not a big fish guy. Like I eat fish, I put it in my mouth. If I try to yeah. catch them, usually they avoid my hook and my bait. <laughs> I'm with you. Troutman's a solid name. It always sounds like a like a 1970s pitcher, like a guy who uh, had like the um, I don't know. <laughs> What am I thinking? The shit you put on your fingers to throw curveballs. Uh. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Steve Trout. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a Steve Trout reference. I don't. I have no <laughs> idea. Let's move I on. I love Who do we got? Okay. Who do we got? <laughs> okay. The next, the next tight ends. If the Bears do not have the luxury of getting Cole Commit or Adam Bassman, Hunter Bryant <laughs> from Washington. Bryson Hopkins from Purdue. That's a white person name. Harrison Bryant, Florida Atlantic. And Albert, I just put Albert O from Missouri because his last name is crazy. And fuck Missouri. I'm an Illinois fan. Fuck you and all of your toothless hillbilly hayseed motherfucker Missouri Tiger fans. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Except for Yassir Durant, Kevin's brother. So watch your mouth. Uh, yeah, that is a that is a real soft sounding group of tight ends right there. You, I'm glad you put that together. Let me just let me just run run through the uh, first names again: Cole, Adam, Hunter, Bryson, Harrison, and Albert. Ew, not good. Oh no, god damn it! Our tight our tight end problems are going to continue for a while with the Bears, aren't they? God they damn it, they really are. They really are. I mean, Shit. it's going to be incredible, though, when God, when Adam Pace introduces Adam Fishfiletman <laughs> from Dayton. It's going to be just fucking lit at Hellas Hall, virtual Hellas Hall. All right. Are there going to be any Illini or Gophers drafted? Dan, I'm going to yeah. start with you. Minnesota Gophers. We talked about Antoine Winfield. If it's not the Bears, yeah. it's going to be somebody else in the second round. Anybody else on the list of P.J. Fleck alums? I think they're looking at four Gophers that are going to be um, drafted, maybe three, but possibly four. Winfield, you hit hit it on the head. Tyler Johnson, wide receiver, like he was awesome. He's been awesome for years. <laughs> That's the guy. That's the Johnson. Is that what you did? You say his name? Uh, no, no, but that's the guy oh. from the previous episode where the oh scouts, yes, all yes. of your Johnsons. Uh, there's linebacker Kamal Martin, who I think is pretty mediocre, but he's somehow top 200. Uh, and then Carter Coughlin is the other one, which he's a real white, white name as well. Carter, I'm Carter Coughlin. Edge, but I, edge rusher. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's, uh, he's a linebacker. He seems very Kwiatkowski ish to me. Like if you're near him, he's going to tackle you. You're, you're going down, but don't don't expect him to chase down anyone. That's not happening. But if you were on the Bears, I'd love it. Oh, come to town. Okay, about, that's fair. What's what's uh-huh. the Illini move? So if it were Vegas, it would be plus point five. It's it's right oh. on the border with like three different guys. So the guy that I think is most likely to get drafted is former Southern Cal defensive end and one season's worth of Illini defensive end. Adewole Batigu. So he had seven sacks in his first four games. He had some leg issues, and he kind of 
I think he sat out the last two or three games and immediately left to preserve um, or to maximize the amount of money he can make. He was often injured at USC. He was a huge recruit. He's like top 200 guy. And like he's a guy that I don't know if you remember. I don't know if we were texting or if this was over Twitter or something, but I think you texted a picture of Batigu and said, what, who is this guy? He's a giant. Like he is, oh, he's, yeah, he like looks familiar. like an NFL yeah. defensive end. So yeah. that's a guy that uh, he, he's been linked to the bears actually late in the draft, which I'd be all about like a oh, developmental you would rush guy. Oh my God. Tight pants, Johnson. I would absolutely just spread seed all over the Western suburbs. Uh, two other guys that are on the border. <laughs> this first guy I think is more doubtful, though I've seen him linked to a few teams running back Reggie Corbin. He was awesome. Two years ago, he ran for over 1,000 yards. He was hurt a lot last year, but he's very shifty. He Oh, God, that sounded good. He's oh, like your, you. He's like your prototypical third down back. Uh, Deion Lewis type is what okay. I would compare him to. All right. All right. So, uh, I mean – that's, that's that's a guy I could totally see as a undrafted free agent, though. And then defensive tackle Jamal Milan, who Lovey Smith absolutely talked up. He thinks he's a future pro. Um, I don't know if do you trust Lovey's uh, defensive tackle opinions for NFL franchises? <laughs> yeah, I probably. Think I, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Tank Johnson included yeah. or excluded? Included. Does he get to uh, bring all of his guns or no? So that so will the Illini have more NBA draft picks than NFL Ooh, picks? That hurts my soul, but uh, my prediction would be the same. I think Io stays in the draft. Two. Gets drafted. Oh, okay. Uh, that yeah, I think Kofi comes back to the Illini for 2020, 2021, But I think Io sticks in the draft and he gets drafted by the Bulls because they have a great new GM. Or okay, not okay. GM, executive vice president. Yes, yes. Whatever. All right, fair enough. I like it. I, yeah, I'd be cool. I'd be on board so with that. Even. So yeah. even. So, okay, uh, said yeah, one. Batiku. I would have said two. See, I would have said two even at two and two. But Oh, you think uh, Kofi stays in the draft? I hope not. Yeah, I think so. I don't uh, think anyone's coming back with all this bullshit because people are like, ah, yeah, I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, you should be sorry. You were texting me. You were borderline taunting me. About I uh, no you weren't actually you were you were you wanted him to come back just for ah uh, yeah I, I do yeah I, I felt I felt for you sent you and Kyle a few texts I was in I was very sad for you mm. <laughs> I can't uh, blame a gentleman for trying to get some cash what else we got is that all we got for this very <laughs> long segment this was incredibly long and uh, things are going to get even better as the episode continues. Coming up next, we have Ryan Pace Draft History. We are going to look at uh, a nemesis of this show, Dan Weeder. We're going to look at his article from this morning, diving deep into Ryan Pace and all of his picks. So that's coming up next. Next segment. See you then. Jalen Hurts, draft him. Don't overthink it. Pace, you fucking pussy. Episode 420, hit us on social media at Zero Doinks. Ooh, I never do that at the beginning of segments. Oh, going to go ahead and pat myself on the back and the dick. Let's jump into Dan Weederer's stupid article that he wrote recently. 
about Ryan Pace's draft history, grading. What a Dan Weeder, what a fucking weirdo. What what's his beef, Bill? I don't know what his beef is besides he needs to put some in his mouth, that stupid fuck. I mean, seriously. So he wrote an article, I don't know when he wrote it, but it was published today in the Chicago Tribune, which is apparently still in business and apparently still employs him, although he's writing a lot of articles on The Last Dance Bulls documentary that we keep talking about. Kind of weird. You're a, you're a Bears beat reporter, you fucking jackass. <laughs> Is he actually writing Trib articles about yes. the documentary? Yes. There was a column I know he's bra- today. Yes. Oh, really? I know he's yes. bragging about it on Twitter that he's seen all of it. And he just, he's like, hey, everybody, I've already seen it. Hey, 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 guess what? I've already seen it. Nobody gives a shit, Dan. Nobody wants to interact with you, you fucking weirdo. Put your shirt back on. Yeah, put your shirt back on and maybe tweet at New York Bears fan. He's the only one that seems to give a fuck about your opinions. He has a rose in his name. That's kind of weird when people have avatars next to their Twitter names, right? Yeah. Yeah, why? What does that mean? Am I missing something? I think it means they've killed somebody, right? Oh. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I read that Uh, in one of Weeder's articles, so... I think or that's they're, right. Or they're a Tulsi supporter, I think. Yep. She's still running? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a libertarian. Well, she could put her mouth around Gary Johnson and see how he did last I election. We, sorry, are you talking about Tyler Johnson, the uh, Gophers uh, wide receiver? I'm not. I'm definitely not. So okay. Dan Weeder <laughs> did a pick-by-pick analysis, or is it an analysis, of every Ryan Pace's draft selection during his tenure, his five-year tenure. This year is his sixth. Oh, I said it right. Thank you, Davey No Behavy. Six MGs. Each pick was given one of the following grades. With which uh, he um, he he supposedly factored in where the where the player was selected that was taken into account of his stupid opinion. So Dan Weeders here here's how it worked. He either said Ryan Pace, this is a greatest hit, or it's a solid selection, or it's a miss, or it's a bust, or the jury is still out. So, in conclusion. Uh, uh, I didn't mean to say that. Ryan Pace's 32 draft picks, uh, based on Dan Weeder's analysis, that he he's only had four great greatest hits, only six solid selections, ten misses, three busts, and nine guys where the jury is still out. So we'll talk about who he put in each of these spots, uh, at least to some degree. People that actually you know our audience gives a shit about, but uh, doesn't seem like a great hit rate. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, what, what, how do we want? How do we want to do this? You want to go through each all, all of his his greatest hits? Sure. Let's start with his greatest hits. So, um, Dan Weeder only had four Bears selections by Ryan Pace as his greatest hits. So, greatest hits as defined by Dan Weeder, it's an undeniable success, a player that has exceeded expectations. He had Eddie Goldman, who was a second rounder. He had Eddie Jackson, who was a fourth-rounder, I believe, Adrian Amos, and Jordan Howard, who were 
fifth rounders, I want to say. It's it's yeah, all in the notes right. that I sent you earlier. But yeah. interesting that uh, two of the guys that were his supposed greatest selections based off of round and talent were traded last. Or, well, one was traded yeah, last offseason. Right. One was like, oh, thoughts on that? Yeah, so you would assume that if they were a greatest hit, they'd either be with the team or we would have gotten like first round draft picks for them, right? So yeah, Bad that doesn't seem to Weider. add up. So yeah. Eddie Jackson, okay, I can see that based off his stupid assessment because he's uh, was a later pick, broken leg guy. But Goldman, Goldman's fine. I mean, he, I'm not. He's not like a all he's not pro a guy. Hit. Yeah, and Amos, take it or leave it. I mean. And Jordan Howard, he, yeah, Jordan Howard, okay, you could talk me into that one because we drafted him late and was kind of a no-name guy. You loved it. Actually, every time I think of Jordan Howard, when we drafted him, you fucking loved it. You said he was going to be awesome. I give you all the credit in the world for that. So oh, so you and Dan you so Weeder, are sa- same guys, the both of you, same. We are we are definitely the same guys. Um, yeah, we both go shirtless on the Carmen and Yurko show. Is that still a thing? Is that still on the air? Do you know? I don't think so. Yeah, it definitely is, but it shouldn't be. No, it should be. It's so boring. Sorry, Rick feels I know that's one of your, your uh, favorite shows, but you know what, Rick, you're a bit milk toast. Um, (laughs) Solid selections as noted by Dan. We were okay. So he had six guys as solid to this point. And he defines solid as a player that has met expectations and contributed at an acceptable level. So acceptable to Dan Weeder. What does that mean, Dan? What's acceptable to Dan Weeder? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You want me to rip through them this time? Do it. Do it. All right. We have Roquan Smith, Cody Whitehair, David Montgomery, Nick Kwiatkowski, Tariq Cohen, and DeAndre Houston Carson. What do you think of that list? I got some beef with it. No, so do I. So Roquan, I think, will end up being a greatest hit. I think he's amazing. Cody Whitehair, solid. That makes sense. David Montgomery, if we talked about his weird list here, uh, Dan, wait, rah, rah, to me, it would be jury still out based off of the draft capital they had to trade for him. I love David Montgomery. I think he's going to be great. But you can't say that he's solid at this point. He ran for under 1,000 yards his rookie year. Not all of his fault, certainly, but he averaged under four yards per carry. Nick Kwiatkowski to me, would actually be a greatest hit if you're going to put, and I don't necessarily agree with this weird grading system, but if Adrian Amos is a greatest hit, so is Nick Kwiatkowski, especially for where he was drafted. Uh, Cohen, eh, I guess solid for where he was drafted. DeAndre Houston Carson, I know he's still on the roster, so I guess he's solid by default. You, give me some thoughts. I would I would classify Roquan as a jury still out, right? I mean, he was a high draft pick, and okay. I wouldn't call That's him fair. uh I don't. I think is he met expectations, maybe, but I think he's not lived up to the potential that we know he could be at. So, if we're if we're uh, waiting him on where they were drafted, I think he's a jury still out. Cody Whitehair, fine, solid selection. Fine, you got Makes it. Sense. David Montgomery, he did nothing last year. Why? Why is he a solid selection at this point? Uh, Kwiatkowski, okay, fine. Tariq Cohen, it's not a that's probably about he's probably exceeded expectations to a certain extent, but he was drafted third third or fourth round. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, one of those. I guess we're picking at nits here. 
but DeAndre Houston Carson, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Who cares? T- uh, okay. I don't know where he was. He has too many names. That that bothers Way me. Way too but, many. Way but yeah. too many. All right, whatever. Those that's, that's a weak fine. list. I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm losing interest in Weederer's uh, list here, but it's not yeah. your fault. It's his fault. But it is. I see no, where he's, he's going dick. with it. Well, let's let's fly through. <laughs> that says a lot about both Zerdoinks and Dan Weederer. Let's just fly through the. Who really cares about jury still out? Uh, misses. Let's only talk about Mitch Trubisky and Leonard Floyd. He has those two as misses. Yep. Would you agree? Yes, I agree. David yes, Braverman. Absolutely. He Daniel Brave, Braverman, not David. He has him as a miss. Daniel Why is he Braverman. even on there? I like, know he's a seventh round pick. You can't really miss on a seventh round pick. It it, it kind of is what it is. I would just put him in jury still out because nobody cares. No, like yeah, who, nobody cares. A miss. Get out of here. Get out of here, Dan Weederer. Uh, three busts. Okay, and then let's finish the stupid segment. Uh, he had, he being Dan Weederer, he had three busts. Kevin White, Brian Pace's first draft Bust. pick. Adam Shaheen, yep. your boy. Bust. Second round. And Hironis Grassu, who was either second or third round from Oregon. Yeah, bust. I, I agree with all those, actually. Yeah. I agree with all those. And I'm looking through the Actually, the jury's still out is not a terrible list. No, I, I would disagree with uh, Deion Bush and Bilal Nichols. I would I would put them as solid selections based on yeah, the way I, that they were right. picked. But outside, Daniels, but I'm, I'm I'm picking a Nets. Yeah, Daniels. Yeah, Daniels, Daniels Miller. That sounds right. Deion yeah. Bush. Where was he even no. drafted? I guess I don't. Well, I don't he was a fourth a... rounder like four years ago. He's still in the roster, and he might start this year. So to me, it's like okay. So that, that's, that's that's a, a solid, solid selection. selection. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ridley, Ridley. Ooh, yeah, jury's still Who out. Knows? Yeah, you're right about Nichols. Duke Shelley, re-up, l- agreed. Javon yeah. Wims was a fairly late pick, right? I think yeah, he's he was contributed rounder. a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, he's, he's getting more, more play. Solid. So that's yeah. probably solid. And Stephen Denmark uh, is just. We have a couple I, listeners in Denmark. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Can I can I tell you that? Am I in the trust tree right now? I don't know who that is. You are. It's warm. You're in the nest. You're sitting on an egg. You're on the nest? You already have three kids. You better not be on the nest. Um, <laughs> do you know that expression? On the nest? Yeah. In the nest? It was, it was in, um, uh, what's a Christmas movie that everybody loves? Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> What say you, fuzzy nest? No, it's uh, <laughs> oh, that's a whole other. That's Channel Seventeen in in Mexico is what fuzzy nest is. Um, <laughs> that's a callback. Bush above the cack. Um, no, uh, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful yeah. life. The the dude asks his fresh, freshly, uh, wifed wife, freshly shorn. Is she freshly shorn? I don't know. You walk me through this. This is great. He said to her, are you on the nest? And he says oh. it like that. It's a great impression of Jimmy Stewart. And yeah, that means, you, you know, just are like you knocked him, up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, uh, okay. I didn't know that. What What led to this conversation? Stephen Denmark. Where is he from? <laughs> Wait, not where is he from? Who is he? <laughs> He's from Denmark. We know that much. Yeah. I don't know. He looks. I know he looks like a combination of Kevin White and Richard Sherman. I do know that. That doesn't help me at all. But 
He's a he's a DB. That... Has he played at all? Like no, no. God, why no. is the he... why is there even a jury for Stefan? Wow. You ever want to be a bailiff? You look like a bailiff, actually. I could see it in a bailiff costume, outfit, suit. Is that, is that the the court court cop guy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would absolutely do that. That'd be fucking sweet. You kidding me? Yeah. They don't get gavels, do they? They don't. No, they're not gavel guys. That's just the judge. I would have to have a gavel. So. That'd be non-negotiable, like in a holster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. they do. Yeah, I think they. I think they do actually have a holster so yeah maybe you request an extra one you have that you know the gun and in, in one and a, a gavel no in no the other. i don't need no? a gun just give me a gavel because if yeah. someone gets wants to get weird in there i'm just i'm banging that gavel on any wood that i could find does the bailiff introduce the judge is that what they do like all aboard yeah, right. <laughs> here's judge yeah. It's definitely all aboard is what they shout as loud as possible. Uh, in my experience as in bailiff school. Um, yeah, no, I definitely would love to be a bailiff. How does one get into that? Are you an ex-cop? Are you a current cop? Are you a retired cop? That's a good question. Uh, Are you, you a rent-a-cop? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that night court? I don't know. I never watched it. It was always on late when I was a kid, and I thought, you know, oh, I'm a rebel. I'm still up at 11 p.m., and it's on WGN. Yeah. And I, I never watched an episode, though. There was a bald guy, yeah. lead singer of Bull. Midnight Oil. His name was Bull. Yeah. yeah. He was the bailiff, I believe. Maybe. <laughs> I think I nailed it. You did. You absolutely and this it. has been Bailiff Talk. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Dan Weederer's stupid article that we took as seriously as any Chicago Tribune reader should. Fuck you, Dan I'm one of your greatest hits, dick. See you next segment. Tom Selleck's cock. Looking to engage with Bill and Dan Doinks on social media, but you're too afraid to ask where? I'll keep it easy for you. Follow us at Zero Doinks on Instagram and Twitter. You can shoot us an email if that's your style, zerodoinks at gmail.com, or visit us online, zerodoinks.com. That's where some more magic happens. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to engaging with you and giving you a huge virtual hug on social media. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Zero doinks! Zero doinks! Zero Dark! Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Episode 5, Season 2. Zero Dogs, follow us at Zero Dogs. We love you. Okay, it's Hams and Bread. You heard the song. The song makes no sense. The segment makes no sense. I'm going to kick it to Dan right now. Dan, hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hey, my name is Brad. I have some hams. Um, okay, this is the segment that has nothing to do with anything. It's supposed to be a gambling segment. South Korea baseball is happening, right? I, I think. I think. So. Can you gamble on it? I don't. I don't even know. King Jong Il. Ooh. Different, different, 
Oh, he's uh, there's a rumor he's that he's not sick. well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a piece of shit, so uh who cares? Good looking flat top though, right? Oh, great hair. As a bad hair guy, I'm always very jealous of Kim Jong un's hair. Also a like a good good does he wear a jumpsuit? I feel like his yeah. shirt, jacket, pants are always the same material color. Yeah. I don't know if like they're connected. One, he could be a one piece. Good looking face too. Like soft. Like his face looks yeah, soft. Yeah, fluffy. Real fluffy. Yeah, I'd squeeze those cheeks. Yeah. Well well, he might be dead, but you know. God bless him? No? No. I don't think so. I think I he's don't a think so. Great A piece of shit. Yeah. I think he's executed some of his own family, right? Yeah, that's right. Like in very terrible ways. Top like, three family members that you'd want to do the same to. Go. <laughs> pass. That's a pass for me. Oh, I thought you said Pat Pet Doinks from uh Oh from no. Rory oh, Doinks and no. Pet segment. Oh, oh God. Sorry, no. Pat. Get sorry, out Pat. of here. Hey Pat, how's Cal Ripken doing these days? Anyway, uh, speaking of Cal Ripken, so uh, there was a lot of chatter about, uh, I know you just heard about Tom Selleck's cock at the end of the last segment, uh, but there were a lot, was a lot of chatter about my review of Mr. Baseball, which I, f- I was shocked to find out m- uh, more people I know had never seen it. It's a, it's a American classic, am I right? No, you are right. I'm pretty sure that it was up for at least six awards, including most giant, slightly shadowy cock. I think that yeah. was a uh, category. Yeah, okay. All right. Those were yeah, your that... words last episode, I think. Okay. Yeah, that definitely heads up. Um, so this week, I took some time out uh, during quarantine time to watch a movie that uh, I wish I hadn't seen. Uh, the movie was Ed. Have you seen Ed? No, never seen it, but this is great. This was a recommendation okay. by Rick Fieldsman in a way, I think, after it last was. episode, right? It, it, it was. It was either Rick or uh, Dan Doinks. Not not this Dan Doinks. Coach Cuse. Also Coach, Coach Cuse. Cuse. Yeah. Coach Cuse, I think maybe, may, I don't know, one of those guys. Uh, and then to you guys, whoever recommended it, fuck you, because this was literally one of the worst movies I have ever seen. And so I know we're going to talk about it later, the uh, doc, the uh, Last Dance documentary. Couldn't yes. watch it because I had to finish watching fucking Ed. And and here's the kicker. I paid three ninety nine to watch Ed. What? I had already, you paid money? I, <laughs> I had committed myself to watch Ed, and I misread on uh, like Amazon Prime. I was like or video, whatever it is. I'm like, oh, sweet, I'm in. But it's like, no, you got to have a subscription to, like, stars. I'm like, fuck it. I've already committed myself. I'm paying three ninety nine. Okay, walk us through, Ed? I'm, I, I am. I, I am going to walk you through it. And yes. Uh, I hope I can do it justice. So where do I start? Okay, Ed was uh, released in 1996. It features... Uh, Joey Tribbiani, I think that's his name from Friends, Matt LeBlanc. Um, Matt LeBlanc, is that right? Were you Friends? Yeah. Did you, were you Friends uh, guy? Yeah, I, I caught up on it later. I don't think I watched the finale live, so 
I wasn't. I uh, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of I kind of hate that show. I never found it to be that funny. Is it because but I watched it. Yeah, he's terrible. The chicks are all right. The dudes are fucking terrible. Joey was all right. Matthew LaBaha. Is it Matthew or Matt? It might be Matt. I'm calling him Matt. Seems like a Matt guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. The uh, Okay. Yeah, David Schwimmer was a dick, and Matthew Perry was the other? Yeah, Matthew Perry, which I found out uh, through Amazon, uh, watching it on Amazon Video, Prime Video. I don't know which one it is. Uh, they give you sort of like, oh, here's fun trivia facts about this movie. Apparently, um, who was the other? Perry. Perry was the other guy. He apparently was going to be LeBlanc's role in Ed, and then he passed, and then LeBlanc took it. And, oh, boy, I bet he regret, regrets 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 that. <laughs> so here's how the movie. So the movie, I think the budget I read was like $24.4 million. Do you want to guess how much it made in the box office? I'm going to guess less than. Four million. Oh my Four God. million. Are you serious? But hey, they made three ninety nine off of me yesterday, so someone's cashing them checks, baby. So the movie starts out with uh, just a sh- just a shot of. I'm not going to go scene by scene here, so don't worry. But the movie starts off with just a, a camera pan at baseball cleats on a field. And then it's just a dude in jeans and cowboy boots. Come to find out that's Joey Tribbiani. Tribbiani, I think that's his last name. And it's this is like a theme throughout the movie. Like I think they filmed the movie that was intended to be like seven hours long. And they just chopped it up to an hour and a half. None of it makes sense. Sounds like it's a never ex- episode. <laughs> it, exactly. Our 45 minute segment about the draft is very similar. So it's so Matt, L- Matty LeBlanc, just in jeans and a button down shirt. He's clearly they're meant to be a cowboy of some sort or he works. He's a farmer. Goes out to the mound. Obviously, people are laughing. Throws one pitch. Boom. Just made a triple A team. The Santa Rosa Rockets. It's never explained why he's shows up to a fucking baseball tryout in jeans and cowboy boots and a button-down shirt. So the, the guy who's running the tryout comes over. He goes, do you play Major League Baseball? Wouldn't the fucking scout know that already? He I goes, have, so. did you, have you ever played Minor League Baseball? He's like, nope. He's like, who's ever seen you play? And he goes, uh, m- my mom has seen me pitch. That's the end of the scene. Boom. Movie starts. That's how the movie starts. I'm already fucking annoyed. I'm fired up. I'm very fired up right now. So now during the credits, we cut to... This is a children's movie. I want to point that out. It was classified as a children's family movie, rated PG. We cut to him on his farm with his parents, and immediately there's a joke about... I think it's a Charlotte's Web joke where he's like pouring food out to all the horses and cows and all that shit and he's like here you go wilbur here's your i think wilbur was the pig in charlotte's web am i right am i wrong yeah that sounds right uh so he's like hey here you go wilbur and he like turns to a spider and he's like charlotte where's wilbur and then it immediately cuts to him getting a giant piece of pork slapped on his plate in his home and they're like and he's like oh not wilbur like what 
Are you Just, like, what are we doing here? What are, are do- we fucking doing? E.B. White would be so pissed right now. Just, are you fucking kidding me? That's that's some is that bullshit. Kevin, is that Kevin White's brother? Okay. A- bust! He's All a right. bust! So, here's the thing. Let me jump back. Maddie LeBlanc throws one pitch. It's never clarified how hard he throws it, but the catcher's hand is stinging. It, he threw it hard. There's a police officer who's on the outside of the outside of the field using his radar gun to uh, take the one pitch one pitch he made the team one fucking pitch we'll find out later this was bad scouting so so he makes the team obviously off one fucking pitch so it's him moving from i think it's a farm in oregon and now he's going to santa rosa i think that's i think i said that earlier so you said santa rosa rockets rockets So it turns out he he stinks. He, like, just is a shitty pitcher. He's the new guy. Everyone's sort of razzing him, the coach and whatnot. The coach tells him to go pick up the new player uh, off the bus. And guess what? It's a chimpanzee. It's a chimpanzee. Why? The bus driver's like, why? No, nobody gave him a heads up. Hey, you're picking up a chimpanzee uh, off a bus. So let me, let me, let me explain. This is single A. It's single okay, A. Okay, okay. So uh, I pro- I tr- I'm going to try to not make this a long segment, but I'm very upset. I want to get my three ninety nine worth uh, by bitching about it for a while. So he picks up this chimpanzee, and there's the, – the chimpanzee is not a real animal in the movie. It is a – it's very well done, the animatronics of the head that it's on a human – it's creepy because you can tell immediately it's not a real animal. But the the I want to just say this 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 monkey is a chimpanzee a monkey? It is right, or is that so. is that not PC? Not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Throughout Ask the John movie, Boyd. there's there's <laughs> there's <a> Lithgow. <laughs> there's multiple things about this chimpanzee that bothers me. He smells his fingers a lot. Do chimpanzees do that? Like, there's just moments where he's just smelling his fingers. God, that's what? disgusting. That's disgusting. He makes a lot of wet noises with his mouth. There's a lot of no. scenes where he's eating things in a very gross and sloppy way. It's gross. This is a children's movie. Does he eat okay. sunflower seeds in the dugout? Uh, no, he doesn't. He eats... It's gross. Okay. So... Maddie LeBlanc just is like, of course he's bothered by having to pick up a chimpanzee, but it takes about four minutes, and he's like, just hop in my truck. We'll we'll head to my apartment. So he's immediately like, you know, he's sort of on board. There's a bunch of hijinks with the chimpanzee jumping around his 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 apartment, his shitty apartment that's very dirty. The chimpanzee's worked up about this. But then they go to they go to practice the next day or maybe that day, and um, he just rolls out the chimpanzees. Just ro- oh, I, I forgot to mention he's wearing a t shirt and jeans and a and a open uh, collared shirt, button down collared shirt, and uh, and a Yankees hat. Well, it's wait, established. Wait, wait. Is, is this a Yankees affiliate that he's joining or no? No, no, no. That's never. That, oh well, yes, technically he is. Do you know why? 
No. Because it's mentioned that it's uh, the owner of who the owner of the single A team, who's a scumbag. He's the uh, the bad guy in this. Uh, he has purchased the monkey from Mickey Mantle's estate. It was Mickey Mantle's monkey. What the fuck? Like so, no. the monkey the monkey must be like thirty seven years old then at that point. Yeah, right? but it's well, never it's never spent. But that's it's what like I mean. Ichiro. <laughs> yeah but this movie they never clarify these points it's like oh it's mickey mantle's monkey and everyone just goes yep okay and they just move on so at some point they go what's the monkey's name it's like okay it's ed and then they just go you could just land on ed right it makes no sense and they go nope ed sullivan what <laughs> they gave him a last name Ed Sullivan, like the talk show yeah, host yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. Makes no sense. Do you think there'd be like at some point that name would pay off? Nope. Never never mentioned again. So he's out there just just hijinks out on the field. He pulls the owner's um, hairpiece off of his head, and it's a lot of like just just weird shit. Does he so, do, uh, uh, does he do the old banana in the tailpipe? No, but the banana thing comes in later nearly almost oh, nearly kills sorry, him sorry. so so uh so eventually you know i'll cut to you know eventually we we find out that ed's a phenomenal third baseman and he's got a very tiny strike zone so uh there's a game that's going on and, and the coach rolls out with ed and and he just decides to put ed in at third base the other coach has beef with it uh there's you know, there's some some racial undertones with how that coach was talking. He gets tossed out of the game. The umpire says that Ed can play and then turns to the crowd and makes like a 20-second speech about equality and how everyone's – it was it was so out of place. It made no sense. Uh, but, but let me jump back to the first game when Matty LeBlanc is pitching. Um this guy comes up for the other team and he's like clearly like the badass dude on the other team. And he turns to the catcher who is a very clearly like a stereotypical, like Hispanic man. Like they make it very clear and he calls him taco. Like it was a very like racist thing to say. He's like, all right, taco, which he doesn't say just and I was like, okay, I stopped the movie. I was like, maybe his name is Taco. Nope, it was Jesus Rodriguez. Wow. No mention of Taco. And uh, he comes up at the end, and he calls him Taco again. So already that's a – did I mention it's a children's movie? That, did you watch it with your children? That's what no, I, I didn't. I would never let them watch this. Okay, so I'm, jump, I'm jumping around here. So if, the, the movie sucks. It's terrible. Every baseball game is Matt LeBlanc pitching. He apparently is the starter, starting pitcher for literally every game. You don't see him throw a strike until the end of the movie, and you know how hard he throws it? He throws it 125 miles per hour, Bill. It's amazing. Single A, so, Yankees affiliate so with a chimp. Here's, here's a few other problems I have. There's a scene where he gets drunk. Matty LeBlanc and uh, Ed has to drive his truck home and Ed is driving like a maniac and it's very poorly shot like green screen and Ed's driving like him. It goes on forever of, of Matt LeBlanc just bouncing around on the inside of this truck. 
this is getting very long-winded, I'm sorry, but it's a children's movie. Matt LeBlanc was shit-faced trying to drink and drive. Not okay. There's another scene immediately after that, the next morning, where the the sh- camera shot is from the back of, of Ed and Matt LeBlanc pissing in the same toilet, and you think, that's weird. And then it pans around to the front and shows both of their faces, and Ed just rips a loud, juicy fart. And it's like <laughs> like everyone's supposed to laugh at that point. Okay, so So let me get to the other problematic part. Not long after that, there's also a character I haven't told you about. It's a neighbor who lives in the same apartment complex. Single mother. She's definitely down to fuck. Uh, She, her daughter, so Matt LeBlanc's... (laughs) So, (laughs) Matty LeBlanc's running up. He's like out for a jog. He runs up and he runs by the daughter who's sitting out by herself and she just goes, hey, hey. She just goes, are you gay? What? <laughs> goes, like, what? what? And she's like, why won't you ask my mom out? Are you gay? It's like, what? What, what? world are we living in right now? Right? This is a children's movie. So, okay. So let me let me speed up here. Uh, uh, we get to the championship game. Obviously, Ed's carrying them. The championship game. The owner sells Ed right before the championship game because why wouldn't you sell your star third baseman chimpanzee who's drawn a huge crowd and he just happens to be a phenomenal third baseman. And he's a little and, bit uh, racist. <laughs> okay. And uh, do, you, do you want, you know, who was there uh, to scout uh, our friend Maddie LeBlanc at the end there? Tommy Lasorda. Jerry. Oh, I was going to say Jerry Krause. No, it was Tommy Lasorda. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into the final game. It was fucking stupid, but they win. Uh, but Tommy Lasorda says, I need to sign him tomorrow. He's playing for the Dodgers. This is single a baseball in Santa Rosa. <laughs> We've seen Maddie LeBlanc pitch every game and he's thrown three strikes, three fucking strikes. So, uh, oh, so Ed, uh, he, so, <laughs> So Maddie LeBlanc has to track down Ed from who, who he was sold to. Ed, you know, there's a whole escape scene, but Ed decides to get himself into a frozen banana truck where, <laughs> where Maddie LeBlanc has to stop the truck. It's almost too late because Ed is uh, almost, he almost freezes to death. Uh, but you know where they take Ed so he doesn't die? They take him to a, a real, real person hospital, like he's in like an actual hospital. Okay. Like with tubes in his nose, and it's real, real touching. But uh, so that's my review of Ed. It fucking sucks. I saw Rotten Tomatoes gave it a zero percent review, <laughs> and I don't think that's low enough. Did um, so Tommy Lasorda did did he ink Ed to a long term deal? Do you recall? Did they have any like post? No, I'm sorry. Scenes? No. Oh, uh, so uh, LeBlanc. Yeah. Uh, the the neighbor who wants to fuck the daughter and Ed uh, are heading to L.A. because he went from single A to uh, the Dodgers. Wow. Off of throwing three strikes. That's incredible. But I think his record had to have been like 0 and 15 before that. I would think he must have some peripheral like advanced stats that say Matt LeBlanc. You got to call him up and bring his potentially racist chimpanzee with him that might have COVID-19. Yeah, it was, I don't know how that was a movie for children. There was, 
I hated it. I it, yeah. It sounds Jordan Doinks was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You're watching this movie?" I like I watched it throughout the day and like last night I'm like, "I got it. I got to finish this." She's like, <laughs> "What the fuck is wrong with you?" That's a committed like, I, podcast partner I right there. Yeah, that's great. I hope I get that 3.99 might be a write-off in some fashion. I don't I don't know how to make that work, but I think it yeah, let's let's create an LLC or something. <laughs> um uh question for you. So you um uh, you may have seen Rick Fieldsman reach out to us via Instagram today. Did you see that? He had some Marlboro Madness tips. Did you? Did you yes, catch? Yes, but that I gotta take a. I gotta take a leak. Pause this. <laughs> We're back for part two of Hams and Bread, Dan. Doinks was just talking about the beauty that is at zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. And I, it should be lower. That movie was fucking terrible. It, the acting was horrible. Like I said, the story didn't make any sense. There's a whole part of like, oh, the the cut day is coming. They're gonna start cutting players, and they cut one guy, one guy. And there's like he has beef with another pitcher who we never see pitch. He's constantly like, "Oh, I'm going in for you." You're throwing the worst pitches I've ever seen, and they're like, it builds up to like they're gonna fight, and then it's just like, "Oh, new scene. Here we go. We're gonna do something else." Ed's driving a truck now. All right. So, well, two questions that come to mind. I've never seen this incredible film that should have won Best Picture in 1993 or whenever this came out. Uh, you said it earlier. I didn't listen because I'm 96. Mike Mulligan. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> so I want to know two things. One, did they show Matt LeBlanc pitching? Like, I want to know, like, how that segment looked to the viewer. And two, did they show uh, Ed, the third baseman, fielding any grounders as, like, Vance Law or Robin Ventura, basically? Okay. So – First first question, LeBlanc has a decent throw, which I was shocked by. That would have made more sense. But his windup is terrible. His like He's got like a step-back windup, and he like throws his arms behind himself. No, don't do that, Matt. That's not what you do in single A. And it's definitely not what you do for a pitcher who jumps from shitty single A to the fucking Dodgers. No, that definitely doesn't happen. Uh, okay, so Ed is a great third baseman. Lots of flips, catching balls, doing flips. He's got a hell of an arm. It's very clear throughout the movie. He's very strong. Uh, there's a part where he's in a cage, and he just, just rips those bars wide open so he can just waltz out. Um, so, yeah. no. Oh, yeah, so he throws. Yeah, the first ball he throws at third base uh, is is – the throw, the ball's on fire when it leaves its hand, his hand and burns right through the first baseman's glove. So, um, yeah, he takes grounders. He's awesome. Oh, it's the first play uh, in live action is an unassisted uh, triple play. Oh, that's yeah. very hard to do, especially as, yeah. a, as a primate. Did they show him batting at all? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. How does he do uh, one scene where he's batting um, – he, um, yeah, he walked. They said, just don't swing the bat. They're ta- they talked to him like he's a human, and uh, the bat was too long, so he bit off the end of it. Uh, sorry, the handle. He bit off the handle, so it was more appropriate for him to hold like it mattered. 
uh, but the strike zone's real short. So it's so small, in fact, that the catcher lays down on the ground to to receive the pitch on ball four, and the ump lays on his back. So I mean, these are things I'm not making up. These are real things. I believe that you. I felt earlier weren't necessary to bring up because it's too much of it. Um, yeah, so there's also a scene where Ed's on first base and he steals second, and the second baseman gets the ball from the catcher and Ed uh, depants him. He pulls down his pants, <laughs> and it's like hijinks everywhere. And I mean, the second baseman's just like embarrassed, pulling up his pants. I mean, if you're the second baseman and that happens, and a chip <laughs> and a chimpanzee steals second, and the only way he gets to second is he pulls down your pants in a single a game i mean you gotta fucking clock that chimpanzee right like yeah he did nothing like you you can't live that down so um i'm upset if that was probably former white Sox farmhand mike caruso second baseman that they acquired in the white flag trade in 1993 that wouldn't make sense well I don't think the math works out. Anyway, uh, Ed, I want to know, you mentioned that he stole second. Did he, it's a big debate in major league circles, did he slide, like, belly first, or did he go in with his legs? Do you remember? There was no sliding. It was like, he actually reached out and unbuckled the guy's pants to to pull him down. So Oh, same time? It wasn't oh, even yeah. like, hey, I just stole second. I'm going to yank down your pants like no, 10 seconds it later. Was, no. no, 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 no. It was like, hey, I'm stealing second. This is how you're not going to tag me because you're too busy pulling up your pants because I just pantsed you in front of the whole Santa Rosa crowd who were very way too much into the game, way mm-hmm. too much into the game. So here's a question that I'm sure our adoring fans have been wondering since the beginning of this segment, once they realized that Dan had watched another bad baseball movie from America in the 80s Whoa, or 90s. whoa, 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 whoa. Mr. Baseball was not a bad movie. That is a... <laughs> you need to watch that. So shut your mouth there. But go on. I apologize. The question on everybody's mind, is there a sex scene in Ed? Similar or different? from Mr. Baseball. There's not. I was shocked. I mean, Le- Maddie LeBlanc and the neighbor were definitely uh and they were I mean, he was tossing it in, but you didn't you didn't see it. They didn't really share that. I'm sure I don't know what was going on with that. He was smelling his fingers a lot, so there was definitely weird stuff going on with him. I feel like <laughs> if if you were the director, Dan, would you have included a, a sex scene in Ed? I don't think so. I mean, I I think this. Yeah, you know what? I would have just so it Be- wouldn't have between been between who I would have saved. I would have <laughs> between Ed and probably the owner's uh, hairpiece because I feel like. It would have fit the tone of just like, oh, this is all silly type of stuff. But like a 12-minute drawn-out sex scene between Ed and the owner's hairpiece. Maybe get Tommy Lasorda involved. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If I was a writer, I would have had 
at the very least, Ed Sullivan and Tommy Lasorda playing Tommy Sticks in yeah. Chavez Ravine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend this movie to absolutely anyone. I wouldn't. Yeah, don't watch it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend this to people in prison as torture. It was. It was awful. R. Kelly. Um, it would have been cool if he did the soundtrack, like Space Jam. Space Jam, but Ed. John Wayne Gacy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one buckled me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> JWC, yeah, make him watch it all around the clock. Picture Wait, him G, at, JWG. Yeah. I slaughtered him that. Him at Stateville dressed as a clown under his orange jumpsuit watching. Ooh, ooh wait a minute. He, a... You know what? He would have enjoyed it because uh, Ed was in a clown suit at one point when he was in the cage when he uh, stretched the bars. So, you know what? You might be onto something. <laughs> Do you think that Ed was based off of John Wayne Gacy? Now that I think about it, well, I think he was. Now that I think was, about if it, he, yeah, yeah. If let's he was think about it. Pantsing, he's deep pantsing nearly eighteen-year-old yes. man. Great point. Let's yeah. think of the comparisons. Uh, Ed and John Wayne Gacy, deep pantsing strangers, clown suits, uh, was owned by Mickey Mantle. <laughs> Almost died in a frozen banana truck. I think that's it. I think we just cracked the code there. So, so oh, five smelled his fingers at an uncomfortable rate. Very Six. sloppy mouth sounds. Six had oh that yeah. So this would be seven uh, unassisted triple play. That John Wayne Gacy definitely one of those two. There's no doubt. <laughs> There's no way anybody's listening right now, right? Just Phil and Tom Papadopoulos. That is not his name. All right, so Ed, I would not recommend it. I give it three thumbs down. Fuck that movie. Fuck Ed. Fuck, fuck Matt but Matt Blanc. LeBlanc. Oh, uh, did you ever watch uh, Parks and Rec? Occasionally. Watch that show? Yeah. Uh, Jerry Jerry from the, the guy everyone shit on. He was no. the... Oh, uh, Aziz? Is that Aziz? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. The big, fat, white, old guy. Oh, okay. Jerry. Uh, right. Yeah, he was the uh, play-by-play guy for the Santa Rosa Rockets. I can't believe they only made three mil. I mean, that's like you cut Trey Burton and you make that back in a day. So, <laughs> fuck you, Ed. Yeah, fuck you, Ed. Piece of shit. All right. This has been uh, it's been hams and bread. We apologize, and you're welcome. See you next segment to wrap this up. Bye bye. <laughs> Episode zero 
Doinks. This has been a real weird ride. I uh, hope I didn't offend anyone with my Ed review, but that was all facts from that stupid fucking movie and not any opinions or anything that I've said. So fuck you, Ed. And fuck you, writers and Maddie LeBlanc and your shitty friends. I need to make like a billion dollars a year each on that stupid show. Who's watching Friends still? Are you? Mm, I think no. God, no. Come on. Don't insult me. But here's what I want to know, Dan, because we did not dive deep enough. Um, the sex scene that you might have written if you were <laughs> if you were <laughs> if you were hired, who can you describe so it's it's Ed, it's Matt LeBlanc, and it's Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. Where are they where are they and how does the sex scene start? Okay. So it's inside of a Denny's just outside of the Santa Rosa Rockets ballpark. And they are getting frisky. It's getting it's getting hot and heavy. But guess who walks in? Rick Patino. He wants to get in on the action. He's at Kentucky at this point. So he's got his Kentucky Wildcats gear on. Um it gets weird from there. I don't want to go on. This is. <laughs> Can we stop no, talking fine. about it? That's a good. Yeah, that's probably a good place to stop. Um, uh, on a similar note, have you been enjoying as much as I have the Gray Balls text feed that has uh, one of our teammates? What's it called? Is it like. Uh, what's it called? I don't remember. Nips? Something nips. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, some nipple Nips challenge. Nipple challenge. Classic? Nipple puzzle. Something like that. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? Uh, great. Yeah, I feel good. It breaks up the day a little bit. Um, it's always a surprise, the numbers, so... I don't participate. I just wait for the answers. So I don't... Uh, I feel like you always yeah, give a real... You always give a number like, uh, the the... The lady on the board has one nipple, which I always enjoy, or something along those lines. So, <laughs> which you always enjoy. <laughs> I like that. All right, so this has been a great episode. We we touched on it. It is a classic four twenty. We were not around last four twenty. Zero doinks was not a thing until August two thousand nineteen. The world in August two thousand nineteen versus the world in late April two thousand twenty. Which world would you choose to live in more if you had to put your your all of your Ed bananas in the center of the table? August of last year or right now? Fuck, I mean, yeah, that's fuck right. This quarantine yeah, stuff, right. this bullshit. I'd take the last August for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had an awesome time tonight. This episode has come way off the rails, but that I think I say that every episode, so... Thanks for listening. So I guess that's our our brand. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Anybody that listens beyond like the first, you know, two minutes is a fan in my book. Uh, Coach Cuse, are you still around? Because usually you don't like longer episodes. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, man. Just break it up, bro. Yeah. It's no big we're deal. Not what ask- else you got? We're going not asking on you to right listen now. to the whole the whole thing all the way through. Jesus. We all have lives. I can't even do that. We don't really have lives right now. That's the sad part. But speaking of 
finding good things to do to pass the time. What? That made no sense. The Last Dance, we've been talking about this all episode. ESPN released episode one and two last night, except to Dan Wiederer, where apparently he was on the dark web and he downloaded episode three through ten <laughs> as well. That fucking whack job. You're a fucking weird, Dan Wiederer. Nobody cares. Nobody responds to any of your tweets. Dan, just take a look at your own life and... I guess continued to be the number two Bears guy behind Brad Biggs. Anywho, Last Dance, you've not seen it yet. What do you think happens in episode one and two, Dan? I've noticed on social media that Jerry Krause is uh, catching a ton of shit. He's not sh- not um, shown in a good light, like I can assume. I mean, I, I'm dying to see it, but I had to finish fucking Ed, so I didn't get a chance last night, and I had to deal with my shithead kids today so uh and work so i'm dying to see it but awesome so far does that that seems to be consensus oh my god it's so good and it is um it's two hours you know episode one and two combined with slight commercials not too much but it feels like it's 20 minutes it's so fucking good yes a lot of jerry i i don't want to feel bad for jerry Krause because what an asshole, right? One of the all-time, like, Chicago sports management villains. Um, but he's also not alive to defend himself, so I feel a little bad about that. But uh, not my responsibility. I'm just sitting back and I'm enjoying some ESPN documentary. What was, I guess, maybe uh, maybe if I watched it, I guess as an, someone who hasn't seen it yet, is he an asshole from the sense that, like, he wanted all the credit for putting the team together? Like, is that the thing? Or he just battled with, butted heads with MJ, and that was, and everyone's just taking MJ's side? Like, what's, why is he an asshole, I guess? It's a little bit of both. So um, they touch on, like, MJ's early career where management might have been an issue. Uh, with certain aspects. I will not spoil it for you, Dan Doinks, but they really touch on the the 97-98 uh, season where Krauss basically says that that's when his infamous quote came out of organizations win championships. Oh. And so it's a lot of that. And uh, and then it touches on issues he has with Jordan, Phil Jackson, and Scottie oh. Pippen specifically backed, but it's all backed by Jerry Reinsdorf, who is on this documentary. Wow. He gets interviewed too. Shocking. He does not do any Nothing. interviews these days, really. You know, it's it's amazing to me. Like, I guess it makes sense because nobody has anything else to do right now, but how much people, you know, worldwide, I guess in the U.S., are, were so pumped for this documentary. Like, I feel like it's hard to see it as a local, you know, a local Bulls fan. Like, my whole, our whole lives in the 90s were, I'm sure you were the same way. Like, my nights revolved around Bulls basketball. Like, we had dinner, either watching the Bulls. Like, everything revolved around the Bulls. Like, oh, we got to get home to watch the Bulls game. So, like, it's interesting to me to see other people so boned up for this documentary. And I wonder if it would be different if we weren't all stuck at home. I mean, people are so desperate for anything sports-related. But um, I'm always curious to know how other people felt about Jordan because he's, like, you maybe you feel the same as like the greatest athlete of our lives, but there was also he played for the team that we rooted for. So um, it's interesting to see the reaction of people who 
were even NBA players who were like, fuck, this is awesome. Yes. No, it, it's so true. So a couple things that you touched on that make me um, think back to my childhood, which I very much appreciate you bringing me back, Dan. I thank you so much. So, yes, we as a family, <laughs> we actually every Mother's Day, uh, at least for like two to three years in a row, the Bulls seem to host the Cavs for a playoff game. So Mother's Day, I associated with Chicago Stadium with my mom and dad and at least one of my sisters watching Bulls-Cavs in the playoffs. Nice. And my mom was not a huge sports fan like growing up, but once, uh, coincidentally, when Michael hit the game winner against Georgetown, my mom was a huge Georgetown basketball fan for some reason. And she she saw Michael hit that shot in New Orleans. She and my and my dad were at the oh, game. Oh, crazy! At, uh, Superdome, yeah. And and like that moment, she became a Michael Jordan fan. And then drafted by the Bulls, not too not too much longer. And then like so so to me, Jordan like, uh, and I think with a lot of people our age, almost forty, we associate the Bulls run with a lot of great times in our childhood. Like we grew up with the fucking six time champion Chicago Bulls. We are so spoiled, but, but, um, but yeah, I, I, so many of my memories growing up are associated with Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Yeah. We, uh, same like Christmas day games. I, I remember like Mm -hmm. we had a, like, when are we doing presents? When are we, you know, when are we doing dinner with the family? Like, we got it. It has to be before or after whenever the Bulls are scheduled to play. Um, I re- I don't know about like I remember vaguely remember my dad like through the '90s being like, "You have to appreciate this is the greatest basketball player of all time." He said it nonstop, and I remember initially being like, "This is really annoying. Stop telling me." And uh, but I appreciate it more now, being like, "Holy shit!" Like even in the moment, you knew like this dude was the greatest that may ever that may ever live and i mean we're obviously biased i think anyone who loves lebron is suck my butt uh, i mean mj it's not even close <laughs> it's it so it's um i appreciate that at the time i felt like during the the 90s i was like it, I didn't take it lightly. I was like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime deal. But, yeah, we were really spoiled, those six, and it feels like we should have won eight at least. Yeah. No, no doubt. And, and no, I totally agree. My dad um, said similar things to me. Like, he made me, like, pause almost in a few of those moments. Like, you have no idea what you are witnessing right yeah. now. This is, like, the greatest thing that any of us could witness even if you're not a Chicago sports fan, like there are national Bulls fans. We know that there there's Bulls fans and then there's Michael Jordan fans. And then there's like, like uh, dynasty Bulls fans. Like there's like three almost segments to Bulls fans overall. And it's hard to distinguish between those three. Sometimes, I don't know. You're a big John Paxson uh, management guy. <laughs> big time. He's great. He's so good at his job. Fuck that. We haven't really touched on that. I mean, I think of um, like I, I still think of the my most my like most hated athletes of all time, people that I despise, and they're all players from like l- early '90s, you know '90s basketball, Lambeer, uh, Reggie Miller, yes. 
John Starks, Carl yes. Malone, John yes. Stockton. Like yes. those are like if you like if you're like who are your least favorite, like obviously there's Packers on there, but I don't think I have the same hate for Brett Favre that I do for John fucking uh, Starks. Like, yeah. like still like no, Lambeer yeah. still makes my blood boil. Like when I hear his name, I, I get, I get worked up and, um, yeah, those nineties bulls were awesome. I'm pumped to watch it. I'm, I'm debating. Should I, should I jump in now or should I just wait until I can rip off like six Ooh. straight hours? You know what? That's a, that's a great question. I was talking to, um, uh, one of our mutual colleagues today dan and we were talking about uh last dance and we both said those two hours felt like half an hour and if if espn had dared given like all 10 at once like netflix would yeah. they just dumped it like there's a really good chance i would have watched all 10 last night <laughs> like it was that it was engaging good. and that fast moving so i uh I think at the very least, I feel like you need to catch up when they release three and four. Watch, which will be this Sunday, like at least watch all four because I think three and four, at least one of them are going to be the uh, the bad boy years when oh, the Bulls dethrone Detroit. Fuck them. Yes. Uh, no, I'm excited yes. to see it, and I I'm a little upset that I watched Ed instead. That rhymes. <laughs> it does. It really does. Um, no, it's great. Thank you so much, listeners, for putting up with uh, another ridiculous episode. We are going to be back maybe as soon as next week, I guess. Well, we have to talk about it to sum up what the Bears did during the draft and kind of take a look at the uh, depth chart. Dan, anything to leave our loyal listeners tonight? Any words of wisdom? No, thanks for uh, listening to this rambling bullshit and uh... – if you if you hung on this long, I fucking love you. Thanks, Hams, for sponsoring not just us but our contest. Holy shit, can't believe it! Oh, a quick ham story. I uh, I I was wearing my ham sweatshirt during a uh, Zoom meeting this past week, and about halfway through, didn't realize that all of my coworkers could see that I was wearing a ham sweatshirt during a professional meeting. So. Thank you, Hams, for that. And I haven't been fired yet, so that's cool. I'm surprised you weren't promoted after that little bit of hams and bread <laughs> in your direction. Hams and Brad. Hams and Brad. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for those continuing to fight COVID-19 to get us out of this horrible situation we're in so we can all walk amongst the living sometime soon. We love you. Thank you for listening. Zero Doinks, follow us at Zero Doinks. We love you so much. See you next episode. Go Bears, Ryan Pace. Let's go, baby. Draft week, let's make some magic. Welcome to Chicago, Jalen Hurts. Ah. Smoke weed every day. Zero Doinks. 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 Zero doinks.